Good evening, friends, and welcome to Live Reality Games, the place where we take our favorite shows and we make it into our reality. I'm your host, Kirk, and I, ju I just saw you last night talking about Survivor 41, Episode 4. Super fun. But tonight, we are here to talk about the biggest Survivor charity that I know about in the country that raises the most money. Is, uh, Sean, help me out. Which season is this? Which number? This is Live to Give Season 5. It's been six, six, five, six years. Either way, we had a pandemic in there, which as you guys will learn if you've got a chance to watch the episode, uh, this season, our biggest one ever that we have raised over, I believe, I'm going to get this wrong, this season alone raised over, what, $70,000? And then for different charities across the world, but also our event in those last five seasons has raised over $160,000. So that's something huge of what Live to Give does, which as we all know, is an LRG with that little charity twist, as Kirk said. So that that's outstanding. That's amazing. Uh, you know, when I raised just $500 for a little group, that, that makes such a difference, but $160,000, you guys are changing lives. Um, so this is Sean. He's the casting director, and I'm Kirk. Will be your co-host this evening. And with us, we have a member of the fans, the favorites, and the famous tribes. Famous. With us, we have Savannah, our fan representative. How are you doing, Savannah? Hi. I mean, great. I was so excited to see this. This is my first LRG that I participated in. So it was a whole new world I came into. And so I'm excited to talk about it. So awesome. Thanks for joining us. And as well, our yeah. favorite representative, Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's pretty fun to be back reliving it already. Gets my blood all excited to talk about it. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to talk to you a lot tonight about that first tribal council. I'm sure that that was a doozy. And my personal favorite, I, I'm going to I'm going to have favorites right off the bat. I was your cameraman and I watched this dude put a bone in his hair, run into a swamp looking for cattail tubers and all and wearing that awesome 80s jacket with us from Big Brother 15 is McRae. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Thank you. Thank that's an incredible intro. I appreciate that, dude. You were so fun the whole time. Like, I just wanted to seriously just prank production with you the entire time. Had I been on this cast, well, um, they even showed the little uh, me like looking for stuff and just doing stupid. I was just playing up for the cameras. It was, it's the best. So much fun. <laughs> so with this season. This season, Sean, started off with, a, at least for me, a big blindside. So I'm new to the Live to Give community. I was fortunate to be able to come out and be a tribe handler for this season. I, I contacted Alex last minute. Somebody dropped out last minute. I, and my, my partner, Dustin, said, you can leave and you can go away for a week. And I was like, awesome. And <laughs> it, dude, I fell in love with Minnesota. It reminds me of, of Northern Michigan. It is beautiful country. It is just I like my heart's still there. I can't wait to go back. Oh, yeah. Um and we want you back, Kirk. I can tell you that that much. <laughs> oh, oh, it's cool. Awesome. I I would be privileged to come back for sure. Um, this twist this season, Sean, really got me right off the bat yeah. because we I've I've known for months that it's fans versus favorites versus famous. And then I arrive and they tell me you're gonna be on the gray tribe. And I'm like, 
Who? <laughs> what, 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 who, where's the gray tribe? So I was already blindsided by production as a production member, and I knew there was going to be some twist coming up right off the bat. So um, the game starts and there's this nice social hour where everybody gets to talk. And um, you guys kind of stayed, I can't remember if you guys stayed in your own tribes or if you cross tribal talked during that time, Savannah, what was going on? No, so we actually got to do some cross tribal. We kind of just, as people arrived, we talked to whoever showed up, what table you ended up sitting at it was kind of random based on how you arrived. It was super interesting. I was kind of fangirling out a little bit talking to all these like people I've watched on my screen, like Prey and um, Elaine and Aaron from Survivor. And just like, I was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. I can't believe this is happening. It kind of snuck up on me, the event. So I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get into this. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. So, um, you know, right off the bat, it was really interesting to like meet different people. And like, you know, because of the pandemic, we had, you know, an extra year to like know who was on the cast. And so like, you know, the little bit of research that you did beforehand was really interesting to see how these people actually were and like getting those first initial conversations going. So Savannah, you were, you're new to Live to Give kind of like me. How did you find out about this and, and how did you get cast? Um, so funny story, I actually moved to Minnesota in like 2018, um, was living alone and I got really into Rob Has a Podcast and a lot of other Survivor podcasts. And I actually heard, um, Brandon went on one episode and he mentioned like, oh, I do this little charity survivor game up in Minnesota. And I was like, oh my gosh, I live there now. <laughs> like, so it was really kind of funny and um, applied on a whim. Didn't really, like I said, haven't, I barely knew what LRGs were at the time. And so um, I definitely, you know, getting into this, I was in a little bit over my head than I was expecting. You know, I'm a big fan of Survivor and Big Brother and all the other reality TV junk that I am. <laughs> I just love it so much. I can't help myself. But um, I was like, oh, yeah, I'd be really good at this. And I was definitely in way over my head from than what I was expecting. So, Savannah, <laughs> I can't imagine going into my first game ever. And there you're standing with like six up to six people you've seen before play on different shows mm -hmm. and, and have a reputation there there must have been a little bit of intimidation factor that's how i would have felt i think oh yeah for sure it was so crazy um and i like to consider myself a super social person. i was like no way i'll be intimidated like i won't fangirl i'll be fine i'm like no immediately i was like oh my gosh elaine oh my gosh Aaron. oh my gosh McCray. like <laughs> this is so crazy i was immediately like Everything I had planned and thought in my head immediately out the window, like it was, a, I was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it makes sense. I think I would have been totally starstruck as well in your position. Um, Megan, you re you're representing the kind of the favorites tribe for us tonight. So um, since I'm new to Live to Give and some of our listeners that live under a rock maybe haven't heard about Live to Give as well. Can you tell us about the season you played prior to this, what season that was and how you got invited to come to this? Thanks, Sean. Sean just flashed to number two um, because that is why before this season even started, I had to t remind myself of 15,000 times, like what season was I in or on? I, I played on number two, which is like the first year, I believe, where they did it overnight. So it was kind of like the first real thing. Yeah. Um, we recorded our footage on cell phones and most of it was lost. 
Um, (laughs) Which which is probably why they showed me cry in 16 episodes and I really only cried once in my defense. Okay, okay. (laughs) I, I will say this for anyone who doesn't know, I am the casting director, but my season was season two with Megan, and I'll let her go on with that. But I can safely say one tear shed. That was that was a small bit of lie. <laughs> it was it was after one immunity that I really lost it, which you know was actually one of my biggest goals this year was that I wasn't going to cry because you come back as a favorite, and I think that's the resonating sound that I heard throughout my tribe the whole time I was there was how are you going to play different than last time? And how are you going to redeem yourself? And everybody was out for doing better than last time. So that added some extra pressure and we'd all been there before. So you don't want to make the same mistakes. And ironically, I think a lot of us did, you know, I don't know, but it's one of those things where you are yourself no matter what, and no matter how hard you try to change it, sometimes you can't. And when you're in the game, there's so many changes that you um, can't expect it, but we all knew a little about each other because we had watched previous seasons and a lot of us had played together. Um, my husband played Live to Give and he won his season. So that also made me kind of nervous because he had some people playing this time who we had blindsided or hurt himself. So I thought they would come after me. So being a favorite definitely added a dimension that um, I wasn't really prepared for going into the game. I will say this. Can I just, I'll talk just a quick from my casting director side of things this season. Megan, you are phenomenal. But I want to say this season was such a treat to cast in a good way and a bad. It was a treat in the fact that it is amazing twist to cast. But when we were talking favorites, the first name that came out of our lips was Megan. We wanted Megan so bad. And it took a couple people dropping and us going through alternates before Megan's like, no, what? I'm ready to do this. And we are so glad you did it. And Savannah finding you and all the other great people was fantastic. And of course, McCray, he'll get into his story, but I know I wanted McCray back. So it was, it's yeah, an I was honor. Really, I was super afraid to play again. Like that's, that's, it's scary to play the first time, but it's like 10,000 times scarier to play a second time. I was like, there's no way that it can go better than it went my first time. And I wanted to have good memories. And that's what's so amazing about Live to Give is it's bigger than winning. I mean, or not winning. It's just like the whole experience is just um, life-changing, even if you are there for an hour. Absolutely. That's a testament to these types of games and especially survivor charities, in my opinion. They're a little bit different to those players out there that play these games but haven't ever done a charitable version of Survivor. You should because it does give back a little bit more to you. Uh, You can walk away with with just a little different of an experience out of it. Um, McCray, tell me about your past with Live to Give. How did you get involved in the first place? Um, I think originally, originally, I played on, let's see, I think season three. Sean basically pulled me in and was like, you have to do this. And I was like, fine. All right. Twist my arm. Uh, no, it was like, it's like something cool that I'd, I definitely wanted to try. So yeah, I just started season three. I did pretty terrible season three, but this year I did even worse. So <laughs> I got that going for me. Um, yes. No, the fears are real. Definitely about uh, coming back again. Like I was, I, I think I was probably on par as nervous as I was for Big Brother, which is weird. Like, I was like a ball of anxiety. And, you know, like me even being on a show like Big Brother, 
um, when I meet people like Elaine and Aaron, like I still get the same feeling of like, holy shit, like they, I saw them play. Like they're like, I get, I, I fanboy out a little bit for sure. And so like, once I kind of get comfortable, it's fine. But yes, I have those same exact feelings too, where it's like, ugh. And yes, the, yeah, I don't know. Just terrible. I'm not built for Survivor. That's, that's all I know. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I, I totally, you said that in the episode. And I, I, I want to take away that statement because I think if you were at a tribe of 10 people, it's a totally different scenario than a tribe of six people where you're divided it's as a celebrity. Yeah, I mean, it's that and also like it's um yeah, it's tighter margins. You know, in Big Brother at the beginning there's 16 people, there's so many moving parts and you can slip by so much easier when there's small tribes like this. There's just not as many working moving parts. So you can't get in where you need to really. Um that's not me i mean come on i also i'm just terrible so like you could you could say the game this or that or whatever but also like come on i could have i could have shown up i guess i don't know i was too busy doing stupid stuff like wearing a suit coat and yeah i don't know <laughs> those, most those... dapper contestant ever <laughs> well there's always like a suit coat guy there's always a suit yeah. coat guy on survivor so i was like oh man no one else is gonna do this shit like i i have to do it <laughs> Just be stupid. And then I kind of found out there's like a, a suit guy curse, maybe. I was like, oh, man, I wish I would have known that. I don't know if that's real. Uh, but yeah, a, a suit guy. Uh, I thought I'd be a suit guy for the show. Oh, if this is legit, I want to hear about this suit curse. People look look into this and let Survivor me know. super fans. Yeah, I'm not a Survivor super fan. I like watching it. I've been watching this season. But yeah, I feel like I thought I heard someone say like, oh, yeah, that's a guaranteed curse to go home wearing the suit coat. Those guys always go home. I don't know someone check me on that yeah don't don't get food for your tribe like tubers from uh cattails because you might go home <laughs> Which... I, I'm, I'm convinced you can eat those you can eat cattails i'm almost positive there's a part inside the cattail that you can eat i, I i'm almost positive i'll have to do some research on that one <laughs> i'm pretty sure you can but i think you can only eat the roots but maybe yeah, there's I, I don't know if the stock but definitely not the brown part, not the yeah, no, not that, not the fluffy part, yeah. not that, no, the corn, the corn that's dog a part. Idea. The yeah. part, yeah. So okay, guys, this is episode one. We're talking about called Operation Silent but Deadly. And if you've watched my podcast, I like to sometimes pull quotes that could be alternative titles for this episode. So here's a couple from the other tribe. So Operation Silent but Deadly, I think, was said by Elder, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I gotta say, Elaine's now if it's a snake. I kill it would be perfect for this episode. Also, I like James referring to the frog like the guts are out of it. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Super and hilarious. then, of course, my man, I have a bone in my hair for God's sake. <laughs> 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 Like, yeah. So but before we get to all the crazy shenanigans at camp, you guys don't even get a second. You walk in from your 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 three areas and Brandon's like, by the way, these aren't your tribes. And you get divided into new tribes. Savannah, what was your thought right then when that was going down? I There had been some speculation during the social hour, a little bit. Like, we've had this whole extra year no way like they're gonna let us stay together we've had enough time to do there was people that i heard talking about having spreadsheets about people and, and like doing a little bit of, the bare minimum i did the bare minimum but like i knew there was no way that 
Brandon was going to let that slide and just like, that's the way it is. So I was, I was still a little shocked and a little nervous about it. Cause um, you know, on the off chance that it was going to be the fans. I didn't know, you know, I felt comfortable and I had talked to them a lot during the social hour. So um, it was definitely a little nerve wracking, um, but it was exciting. Cause I wanted to interact with those other people and like, you know, get to meet. I was on a tribe with James, like you were saying, and he was super interesting to talk to and like, it was just a really fun time, at least for me, my try. <laughs> I know the other two will probably have different stories, but um, to like mix it up and get to know the different people and, and whatnot. So, yeah. Well, then we get, we right away, we get the tw twists, more twists of the season. There's more safety. So we have Bergen, the number one charitable raiser who gets four rounds of safety. In the history of the event, too. This isn't just like this season, this guy raised, was it over 16,000, almost 17,000 on his own? Absolutely phenomenal. And the passion you see from him and his confessional, and you see so many other people talking about what they're raising for. That's always mm -hmm. what brings me back to, but that just blows my mind. We've had some amazing people do amazing things, but that number, I don't think any of us ever expected. Our last highest was like 8,000, I think. So he blew it out of the water over double. Yeah, that's that's amazing, Bergen. And he um, Bergen is playing for Michelle's Place, which holds a close heart to this channel. Jillian Larson's a big fan and supporter of us. She runs the Reality Rally, which is a huge supporter of Michelle's Place. And it's a, it's a great cause. They're all great causes. Don't oh. get me wrong. But it, it holds a close place to my heart as well. So I was excited when he got to be on my tribe as well. Um, I was not excited, not excited at all. Four rounds of not going to tribal. Oh, great. Well, it looks like that person's not even up for an option, you know, Jesus. But I mean, good for him, of course. Absolutely. But mechanics of the game wise. Oh, that is tough stuff. Uh, yeah, I had, to be, I had to keep it real. <laughs> you no, know, it's so true because you're guaranteeing somebody safety till at least swap if there is a swap. Potentially. Yeah, that's yeah. And especially with that's, these small tribes, it's really difficult to move, maneuver around that. You um, know, you you guys, Savannah, that's something to be said because if you're watching Survivor 41, yeah, they have tribes of six. So, yeah, exactly. You guys are going through the same thing that they are in Fiji. Yeah. Even Seriously? Yeah, it's super interesting because, like, it seems like the gameplay, like, ratchets up towards, like, almost end game where people are making big moves in this first, like, the first couple rounds because, you know, this small tribe, you kind of have to. And you're seeing that mm -hmm. in Live to Give, and you see that in the real Survivor right now. So it's really interesting. Six is just an evil number for all of you Jeff Propes wannabe hosts out there. That is so <laughs> evil because you have to find four. Three means rocks. I mean, it's it's like, oh, gosh, at least give them seven people on a tribe. It's so, so tough. So anyways, let's let's get break this down a little bit more. Ryan G ends up with three rounds of immunity plus another advantage sean can you break this down yeah because i actually didn't i wasn't aware of this really at the right. event yep so as we know like for our event we take many different great companies organizations help sponsor us because every dollar we get in you know goes to these charities but we need something to keep the lights on more or less um we put out an incentive the last couple of years where if you're able to bring in like the a big sponsor like to help fund the event that, and you were the highest one to do that, like get bringing the most of those, you got an extra um, 
advantage in the game. And it was actually named after the company he got the sponsor on because our sponsors get like stuff named after them. You'll see in the episode, we like this challenge was sponsored by, you know, whatever. But uh, no. So what this advantage was, was it is an extra vote. So, and it was because he brought in almost another level to the game. He helped bring us in sponsorship money. It was very like choppy how they cut into it. I will say that it was amazing, but yeah, it was kind of confusing, but he is the second highest fundraiser and got an extra vote. So he has some power coming into this game. Absolutely. So Shakopee, that's a tribe to look out for, I think, coming into the future, because essentially there are seven current votes on that tribe that could be used at any tribal council that they might go to. Yeah. Um, yeah, so these tribes break down. Then we have Elder, who ends up with, with two rounds of safety, and he's the, the, the title namesake of this episode. And then we have Andrea um, on Orange, who gets one round of safety. Megan, that's your tribe. How did you feel about the breakdown of your tribe when all six people finally arrived? Um, ironically, I actually felt a little more confident when I saw that we weren't staying with all favorites only because I felt like I got a really good draw at the social. I realized that I was going to be in big trouble because I felt like you feel like when you're in middle school and you walk around the cafeteria and there's all these active tables, but you can't find a spot. And I, I honestly felt like that. Like I kept walking up to groups and like they wouldn't even, it, it like didn't matter that I was there probably all in my head, but it was like, nobody would talk to me. And um, I actually walked up with Andrea. So we talked right away about being old ladies and we both, I, know, I mean, we talked a lot about that together. And then Derek was the person who talked to me. I mean, the two of us were standing there, like we had no one to talk to and we probably talked for 25 minutes. And I also talked to Angie and honestly, those are like the three people I talked to. So I thought to myself, how in the world did this happen for me that the three people I talked to I'm with? However, you know, talking only takes you so far and they also didn't know each other. And so right away at the beginning, I kind of found myself in the middle of like the spoken wheel. Like I felt like I knew all three like well enough to like say they'd work with me, but I didn't know how they felt about each other. And then, you know, the other two, I think I talked about this in one of my confessionals. I, I played with Brett from Survivor on my tribe and when I played season two, Live to Give. And Brett and I played a long time together, but he was tricky. And um, I let him stay around too long and, and I couldn't make a big move on him. So I went into the game thinking I got to get those power players out. Uh, so I already was like, I don't want these famous people here. <laughs> Even though I loved them, I just knew they would beat me. So I knew I had to get them out. Yeah. So right away, you're already thinking that, wow, uh, McRae, I mean, you already talked about it. I mean, I can't imagine coming into a tribe where the other famous person has four rounds of safety. And <laughs> I'm like, did I get the short end of the stick here? <laughs> well, I was like, I, I thought I could like, kind of just be like a uh, goofy like goofy my way i like i always think that like people are just gonna want someone that's goofy around because it gets boring you know but it's like it's it is only four days big brother that's viable gameplay because you're there forever and it's like you need entertainment but four days who gives a shit shut up guy um I, so but the other thing i wanted to say was like basically everyone I, I guess i was the only person that didn't realize that we were gonna be swapping up teams 
Like that you said that Savannah, you said that there's whispers at you know the little social hour. It's like I didn't hear no whispers of that. I was like, yep, this is my team. I'm counting up survivor people. I'm like, oh, I'm good with these guys. Me and Elaine, we're tight already. Like, this is gonna be golden. I thought I was like, oh yeah, I'm in a great position. Then it's like, all right, drop your buffs. Like, you are screwed now. It's like, all right, gotta <laughs> rechange, reconfigure everything. We're back to goofy guy. Uh, yeah, so I was kind of, uh, I, I'm again, I'm terrible at this stuff, I guess. Like, I, I was not even thinking about it at all. I'm like, no twists. We got this. Just dumb. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. There were spreadsheets. I definitely had a copy of the spreadsheet. I also did the bare minimum, though, of like, okay, cursory glance. Like, okay, I know who's the famous people. Again, just poor poor planning by me uh but yeah once i got to my team i was like i think i could do something with this but uh you know it is what it is what is this elusive spreadsheet that everybody keeps talking about <laughs> i don't want to talk about it it's not my thing to talk about <laughs> maybe okay. one day yeah eventually in the future episodes maybe you'll have uh the the of it okay uh, yeah, so <laughs> i'll make sure i keep this question every episode tell me about the damn spreadsheet <laughs> I, I mean i, I will like say that. in reference to the spreadsheet that i know nothing about like that that is something where like you realize so fast coming into this game how fast paced it is and i mean it is like people are ready and because we went to tribal right away like i don't even know that i had one conversation with anyone on my tribe about anything other than the game uh, like honestly because it just really? was like we were gaming right the first second like i didn't know if people had siblings i didn't know where they were from i mean <laughs> if, I, if i would have known i would have had to have done my research which i didn't do and so i just felt really like thrown into the dark with these people and all of a sudden it's who do you want to vote out i think that comes with like the theme of the season and you you see it when there's a returning season on Survivor, Big Brother, there's there's always some kind of pre-gaming. And even if it's not pre-gaming, understanding past relationships is so important and something that you know I definitely underestimated in the game. And, and when it's so short, when you have 30 minutes to play before Tribal Council, those past relationships are going to hold a lot more weight than a two-second conversation you had passing through, picking up wood. Like, it's, it's a really interesting twist and um, definitely something that, like, will... You'll see throughout, you see in this first episode, you see throughout the season, you, you saw um, Carter talking about it um, with Janaki and Elder, like how, how was their relationship? And like, he knew they had something, but you know, to get those conversations going, it's really interesting and it definitely will affect the episodes moving forward. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be super interesting. Um, we get to the, you guys get to the first immunity challenge directly after this um, dissolve into four tribes. There's no time to really process, no time to talk about strengths, to chill, to bond. It's like, let's go, guys. Sean, do you have any um, uh, good fond memories from this first challenge as we were watching it? Um, I just remember there was some back and forth, back and forth. There was a team that was way behind, which I did not mark. Was that Katie? Was that who was way behind or was it Serena? Uh, we, Serena was real behind on that first. Serena game. was yeah. so behind. And in person, this challenge felt like it took forever. Like that was cut way down. And then and people were like wore out. I literally remember McCray doing the ring toss and he was the last one done. He was like, I thought the guy was going to pass out. 
he was so wiped from just back and forth. He's already stressed. Like it's, it's kind of hot out. Like that, that challenge actually took it out of people. And I think it lasted like probably 40 minutes, honestly. Like it was not a short challenge. <laughs> it felt like it. And it, yeah, I was dying. Absolutely. Just uh, sorry to chime in here, but I uh, like, I actually was dying. I like, I, I realize again that I am like, Oh, I'm so out of shape. I was on big brother nine years ago. I was a skinny mini. <laughs> Now I'm just like wheezing. I'm a smoke, like just smoke, oh, just terrible. I also a uh, little behind the scenes. Uh, the only reason I got it is the log that you had to ha uh, stand behind to throw the little rings. I started kicking it up forward. Picking it up more <laughs> oh and yeah, more. there was definitely uh, some shady moves on the craze part. I I made that comment. <laughs> I know. I was wishing they would have showed it in the episode because it was so funny. I thought, but yes, I definitely was a little uh, yeah cheater. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like you play Survivor very well, McCray. Um, yeah, I'm dirty, dirty as hell. <laughs> yeah, my, oh, sorry. Oh, my, just regarding Serena, um, my favorite part of this episode of this part is when Brandon goes, "Serena's got the plastic." And I yes. Was like, <laughs> that's the weird, oh my gosh, I did the plastic too, and it was so scary. I got down, and you know, the adrenaline is rushing. The first challenge is going. We get going, we're running down this hill, we get to it, and we are all taking forever to unwrap this. Like everyone's cheering, and it's like it starts to slow down the cheers. And I was panicking. I'm like, my biggest fear was that I was gonna flub the first challenge, get voted out first, and like be a disgrace to my family and everything. <laughs> but like I that was so hard. It was just like I'm like, I've done this at Christmas. This is a fun game. And I saw everyone's biting it. I'm like, am I doing the right thing? I was panicking, it's crazy. She had plastic inside of her teeth. Yeah. It was in her like, teeth. I was like, where's the camera? Teeth. Like, we need, yeah, it was insane. I was next to Serena and she was like, I'm not kidding. She was going wrapping away like crazy. And I'm thinking, oh, like I couldn't even get the cellophane to move. I couldn't find the edge of it. So I'm like, I'm biting this. And so I just started to bite it. And then pretty soon everybody started biting it. And all I could see is Serena kept doing this and this and this. And she kept winding and winding and she wasn't getting anywhere. And um, everybody started finishing and I just knew I had to stick with my teeth. And I mean, I'm, I thought that was going to be the, I volunteered for that because I thought, I mean, I got to do this. Or I can't do anything else. I, the only thing I can do is unwrap cellophane and I could barely do it. I was so disappointed in myself that I, <laughs> plus we had to run down a super long hill that was really bumpy and had It was harder bumps. than it looked. I almost fell going back up. It was yeah. amazing. <laughs> it was, like it was, it was not, it was a hill of death. It was not a very good hill. <laughs> <laughs> I I was mostly worried about your teeth, Megan. Like I seriously was like, man, I I don't know. My dentist would not approve. I was I was like, I you know what you guys know? It's out of body. I didn't even think about what I was doing. I was like, get this thing open, whatever it takes. I think it, was, another it was a really fun challenge because it really did come down to seconds at the end, and and everyone was solving that world puzzle, and so it was the the adrenaline, the hearts pumping. My tribe finally won. I was like so elated. I'm like, I'm not gonna be the first group, thank goodness. But like it was just so fun and like like a dream come true, honestly, for me. Like coming out and like it felt like I was in the moment in Survivor. Like the pressure's on, the adrenaline's pumping. It was it's super fun. Anyways. And then so and really, then suddenly like, Savannah, all of that pressure goes away of like being like the first one eliminated from your tribe. You got it. You're you're new to this stuff. That just must have been the greatest feeling. Yes, and I, I'm one of the most competitive. I am the most competitive person I know because I'm so competitive. And I, you know, play sports my whole life. It's just like it felt like took me back to those big moments in like my sports career. And like it just it was so fun. It was so important and it just felt really good. So 
It was super fun for me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, no, I, one of my favorite moments uh, happened when Elaine was throwing the beanbags and knocked over almost all of my tribe's uh, blocks. And I'm like, go, Elaine! <laughs> she was also taking people's beanbags and throwing them into the woods from the other tribes. And that became <laughs> like quite a few times. Like, I don't even know that she knew whose bags she was throwing. Like, are these my enemies? Are these my, she just started tucking bags. Like, I don't care, they're going in the woods. <laughs> amazing. That's awesome. God, I love her. <laughs> so good. She was the best. So good. And then I'm forgetting, like, was everybody on the puzzle at the end, right? All four tribes? Or so yeah, so everyone was on the very puzzle at the end. And you're going to notice there was some tribes getting close, which you've seen the episode that I'm talking about. Orange tribe like had it and they like swapped two words around. Um, but I think everyone being at the puzzle at the end might have, uh, Brandon had a little bit of a slip up if anyone knows what I'm talking about. Um well, when you're going for multiple immunity winners, you probably shouldn't shout out the answer like Jeff Probst when the first one finishes it. Magically, everyone else was scrambling <laughs> to finish right after that. And that actually ruined it for us because Derek, it was a master puzzle solver. He had like three words done. And then you got to have a second person come help because nobody could get it. And so Aaron came in to help Derek and Aaron got the last word. It was luxury and safety. And then Aaron decided he wanted to flop the words. But then when, but we had to flop entire words where everybody else had letters off, off the, the wood, like they were on the side. And so they could really quickly put the letters back, but we had to flop two entire words. And so it actually hurt us that we had solved the puzzle because we had to move the puzzle instead of like doing the puzzle. So then we lost. We went from first place to last place with that, with that move. Because we just did we, terrible. We were oh, just yeah. doing bad. I mean, it was, that's it. <laughs> that's all. That's our excuse. We were just James bad. and Hannah had the fast fingers. They were able to just beat you guys out by a little bit. So it was. It was. It was down to the wire. It was so fun. So exciting. Regardless of what happened, it was like buzzer beater moment down to the wire. It was super fun. So we we end up with purple winning first place. And I got to say, this was the nicest Jeff Probes ever because every tribe got a reward. Well kind of um first place took the advantage elder thought that was a clue like maybe i should take the advantage because the the puzzle says safety is better than luxury then we have shakapi the green tribe winning in second james comes up and says we want the pillows i thought that was a pretty good choice to be honest but that's that's just me they were very um, clutch very clutch yeah totally and then um we have two losses but both tribes get a reward. I thought this was a really cool kind of twist. Um, but my tribe, Cam goes up, and they have the choice between s'mores and a tarp. And he picks the tarp. I don't know. I I, I was hoping for some good cameraing of a nice s'mores kumbaya moment. But we got a tarp. <laughs> I mean, the tarp makes sense. I guess, but in a real Survivor game, it makes way more sense. And this one, I was like, well, maybe we'll have somewhere to sit down. I guess we use it as a roof, but it's like, you're basically out of that thing immediately. So what are we really talking about here? Like, it, uh, yeah, there was no elements or, you know, there was no rain. So you're probably right. I think that would have been way better. And so um, Orange Tribe, uh, they chose the s'mores and took that back. So um, 
at this point in the episode, it really breaks down into talking about each tribe individually. And we first go to, uh, I think it was the green tribe, Shakopee. Yeah, Shakopee. Am I right? And yes, this is the tri- this is the the land of frogs. <laughs> there's frogs everywhere here. So many frogs. Yeah, frogs. It was really sad. It was so, it was like the first thing we stumbled upon. It was really sad. It, the guts were out, coming out. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, two, you guys started with a frog funeral. Mm-hmm. We we let him out to sea in the little lake and gave him our good thoughts and sent him on his way. And um, it was super chill at our camp. It, honestly, winning was again my biggest fear was was out the window. So that was good. Um, we came back. We had the pillows and blankets, and it was super nice. I you know I have watched seasons pass, and I've seen they you know throw advantages into the pillows and blankets sometimes. So we were all kind of sus. Like opening the blankets up, like, oh yeah, setting this out nice and pretty, but um, nothing was in there. Um, Lisa and I found, um, I don't think anyone found anything, but um, it was super fun. It was super weird though, because, you know, we're, I'm like ready to, let's, okay, we're, we're into it, let's do it. And it was super weird. Our tribe was just having the best time. We, we really didn't have to talk about a lot of game. Um, and our camp, we, you know, tried to break off a little bit, but we were all too close to like really get into any real strategy talk so far. So um, it was more like passing glances, like, yeah, we're good. We're good. Hey. And um, and honestly, like Megan said, she missed out on bonding with people and like getting to know them. And we really did get to, and my tribe was like, shocking tribe was so fun and interesting to get to know. Um, you saw some uh, personality from, we talked to James about all of his travels on Amazing Race, which was super interesting and fun to hear about like the cool cities he went to and then um macy you saw some of her you know character and personality come out she was hilarious and super easy to get along with and um daniel uh ryan um you know i ryan and i were the fans on the tribe so um we kind of had a a good understanding like hey we're good and with him having safety was super, super like helpful for me i thought so um and then hannah I felt like me and Hannah were really similar. So um, it was really easy to get along with. And um, yeah, it was just, it was a really fun time. I know there's more drama with the other tribes. <laughs> That's true. But I, I have a couple questions. So Savannah, did Ryan tell you during this first round that he had the extra vote? No, I did not know that. Okay. No. Um, I, I loved kind of the budding relationship between you and Macy in this episode. That was really cool to watch. I hope that um, continues on as we, as we watch on and also you guys started fire right away and i'm just trying to remember what supplies were you guys given for fire were you given a lighter or did you have to use flint we were given a lighter um okay. it was a little bit everything was kind of wet so it took us a little bit but we were able to get it get it going as a team so it was fun. awesome so for your first round of survivor ever you got to have the total kumbaya moment where you go back to camp you get to chill that's yeah. that's that's awesome savannah it was super fun. I was a little bit more ready to get into the game. Like I was trying my best to like sneak in the little strategy, which was, you know, you have to, but um, no, it was, it was a blast. So I, no complaints for me, really. I can't. Complain. Yeah. It's like you have your foot on the pedal, but you knew to kind of take it off. You yeah. were like, okay, you're, you're checking the vibe of the room. Nobody else is accelerating as fast. So you're like, let me, let me, let me pull back it. a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just Not gonna hit the brakes. Just going to lift my foot off the gas a little bit. Yes. So next up, so. we go to the um, purple tribe, and um, there's there's frogs here too. But these frogs are a little bit different. I, these these frogs, if you lick them, you'll start tripping. 
Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. I only it's thought those frogs were in Australia. Yes. Oh my gosh. I loved that part of the episode. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Made me want to go lick some frogs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I think what's hard is we do have to go off the episode for this because I'll give a little background. I was leading um, the Noka, the Orange Tribe, where Megan was at. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So none of us were actually at the Purple Camp, but that was another kumbaya situation, of course, which can't imagine how that really felt. But <laughs> it definitely felt like they were doing a little more strategizing than the Shakopee Tribe, though. Um, you know, you heard the conversation with Carter and Janaki, and I think it was Lance, and they were talking about, you know, the relationship between Elder and Janaki because they played together yeah. in the past. Um, you got some of that, Elaine, you know, a hoot. Lance was really there to play from the start, from watching it. And um, so definitely there was a little bit of, like, it was still kumbaya, but there was definitely, their foot was on the gas a little bit harder than over at the Green Tribe. So. Ab absolutely, Savannah, because because there's we get the sense of a budding, like, Lance versus Elder type of dynamic right away in this episode. That's really interesting because Elder has safety for four rounds, and Lance is aware of this. So he's, Lance is really at the, during their portion he's trying to figure out like how can i get elder out <laughs> down the line yeah. but work with him right now i thought that was fascinating because i didn't get mm -hmm. to see any of this while i was out there and then elder um doesn't feel the same way about lance that we hear in his confessional he's actually already considering voting out elizabeth right off the bat and i thought and he says then he laughs that was the best part about it. He <laughs> says, um, uh, I'd vote out uh, Elizabeth. <laughs> like, or Elizabeth. Evil, like, so evil funny. genius. Ryan dude. is the best because that dude, like, the persona that he gives out playing during these games is just, like, evil, madman, like, just crazy guy. But when you talk to him in real life, he's just the most mild man or just, like, very quiet, like, yep. respectable or, you know, just respectable to everyone. It's, like, the so completely opposite. It's really fun to watch that Ryan come out and it's like, oh, yeah, where is that Ryan hiding? Yeah. But, you know, I, I love it. It's great. Oh, it's so Ryan versus Elder. Yeah, it's a social. He was anytime that I talked to him at all, he was like really ready to play already and redeem himself. That was a big part of his story was that he wanted he wanted redemption and he did he wanted to do better than last time. So he came across to me as really scary from the beginning because he really wanted it. Yes, very much so. There is something on Purple Tribe because this is uh, Carter. Um, as you all know, there is some, con you know, we have the Macy situation, which, uh, Savannah kind of talked about and Macy touched on in the episode, of course, that she wasn't an actual reality star. We actually had Gary, uh, Stratetsky, Papa Smurf was supposed to play, um, Gary, uh, he had played the season prior. He was supposed to come back as another on the famous tribe was super excited. Um, he actually, uh, ended up coming down with some health issues and wasn't able to play sadly. And so Macy was a last minute and we we're like, we have missed North Dakota. This is awesome. And she really played into it. She was great. But that's where, how we ended up with like a non-reality show person on the famous tribe. But then that's where I want to roll into, into Carter. As you guys know, and I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit, Carter is Sunday um, Burquest, who we heard the tribute to at the beginning, beautiful tribute to um, Sunday and Chad, the landowner at the beginning. But uh <clears throat> Carter is Sunday Sun, and Carter did play in season two with Megan and myself and a couple others. 
But Carter, I just wanted to shout him out. His confessional, I mean, I know I got a little shout out in as well as did other people about how much his mom, about like lived to give in his mom and us. Like, I just wanted to say like that touched me when I saw it because I wasn't at that tribe. But I know it's so important how much Sunday has done for live to give like McCray and like Megan, like every other amazing alumni person who've ever touched it, but she was so fantastic. And it was Carter was a replacement for Sunday after she did pass from her cancer um, a few months before the event. So it was really cool having Carter back and for him to get to represent his mom. And he's been here, you know, the whole history of the show or the event as well. So that's really neat as well to have that point from all perspectives. So I just want to give a shout out to Carter and all he did and said and who he was there for and representing. And I think I'd like to piggyback off that. I mean, I just, I honestly, like Sunday and Carter, there's just no one. Sunday is simply amazing. And her son is just golden. I mean, he is just one of the kindest, sweetest, but he's also such a great competitor. He's so genuine, but he, like in the game of Survivor, I mean, what a charmer because, but it's genuine, like it's real. And and when you play Survivor, it's hard to trust that all the time, but that's really really who he is and I think he learned a lot of that from his mom because she has just so much charisma and she's so magnetic and she was a fierce competitor when I played against Sunday and live to give we had to wrestle in the pool for a basketball and um I think we had like three draws where we were like drowning each other and I remember once we'll be like, like Megan Megan and I was like in my memory I like gave her mercy which like I'm sure I didn't <laughs> Because I'm sure I would need mercy myself, but it's like one of the neatest memories of like I'm just wrestling in this this pool with this woman who is like just such a woman of God and she's such a good inspiration, but yet holy cow, she's fierce and tough. So I just could really feel Sunday there, you know, the whole weekend. And Sunday and I, when we were played, we were kind of enemies in the sense that we really were going for each other a lot of the game. But um, I just what a role model and what an inspiration and. Um, it's funny, like my, my kids lived in Rogers with me and they were going through the drive through one day, walking through the drive and somebody paid for their Dairy Queen. And sure enough, it was Sunday, right. You know, by them. And my daughter was like, that was Sunday. She just paid for me. And she didn't know that was my daughter, but that's just like who she was all the time. So I just think this event and Sunday, it's just such a testament to that whole family and how amazing they are. Yeah. So sorry. Sorry that was a side tangent. I just thought it was so important to mention. I, I, I think it's not a tangent. I think it's absolutely a part of what Live to Give is and what makes it beautiful. I when I coming into this and seeing this family that's this competitive family to put that puts on these events that that loves this experience and wants to highlight other people getting to play this and at the same time raising funds for others, you know. So, Sunday impacted more LRGs than just Live to Give. She was yeah. honored at quite a few over this past year. And I, I got to say, in the episode, it choked me up a little bit just to watch that sequence again. It was it was touching that they kept it in the episode and, and super fitting, for sure. So absolutely, it's a part of this group. And guys, if you want this like competitive spirit, but also this heart, this is the series you want to apply for in the future. I promise you, it is... The, the location I got to see was amazing. It was fantastic. The challenges are great. And the production crew is top notch. There's so many volunteers. It, it really, it's, it, it was amazing. It was like watching a city come together in this location, put on this event, and then everybody vanished. It was, it was so cool.
Um, okay, before I get to Reminisci, let's get to um, Megan, your tribe. So you guys are going to tribal council. And this is this this is all about you, babe. So let, let let me hear it from you. Like what what was going down at your camp? Oh, it was like immediately I was being told from all sides that it was going to be me. Um, that the boys were coming to get me. They thought I was an easy old lady vote, and that's kind of where it stood for for the whole time. Really, I mean. I knew I had to scramble, but I also kind of felt like I didn't have to worry as much as maybe I would have if I hadn't already had some conversations. Like we were walking down the trail into the woods and we were already talking. I mean, those boys were up in the front and we were already um, buzzing before we even got to our tribe. So it was talk on the way down that really, I think really cemented it for me. But um, then, you know, you guys start getting paranoid because then you start hearing lots, you see lots of people going into the woods whispering like crazy. There was a ton of talking in that sequence. Mm -hmm. I was, and then there's Jack running and taking his clothes off out of nowhere. And mm -hmm. I was like, what yeah, that was is me. Happening? I was like, take your shirt off, take your shirt off, Jack. And I was, everybody was looking at me like, what? And I kept take it off because I thought he had like bugs up his shirt. So and then I so I take your socks off. <laughs> so I don't know. I I was just trying to help him. He was I've never seen someone scream that much. He was running down the path as fast as he could, screaming like this. I mean, I haven't heard that kind of screaming about a bee ever in my life. Um, but it I wasn't just one bee. No, we hit a, they hit a hive. He didn't know like we were all attacking him. It kind of felt like it was like we were in Harry Potter or something. <laughs> or like the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. That's what we were talking about. Where are those things called in the Hunger Games? Because they were coming after Hunger Games. Yeah. And then it also stung Aaron, and it also the they stung Aaron, and they stung like a few more people on production too. Got stung. I got stung. Yeah. I, I think you actually hear my voice. I think I was the one where you heard it got me in the leg or something. I'm pretty sure that that was for sure me because it was so funny. And this is from my perspective behind camera. These people and like Megan said, and we saw the, they were everywhere. I mean, not the bees. I'm saying the contestants, the bees were everywhere too, but the contestants are everywhere. They had just picked this spot right by this big dead log. It looked like a beautiful open area and they're all running through the woods. I'm, I'm, was I filming? I think I was the one filming. You saw Jack running in the background. It was um, Derek and Angie talking. And that's when you see Jack like way above. If you look carefully, they had just shown this is all going out like the same time. Jack's drink is sung. We hear screaming. We're looking. I'm trying to like film this serious conversation. And I'm like, what's going on? Then that ends up. We start walking up there, not quite understanding. And we, <laughs> I just remember. I see Megan yelling, take your clothes off. Jack's freaking out. Next thing you know, we step over the same log and they start like, not as much as they were Jack. They were going after us, but it was the killer bees. It was, it was a lot. Needless to say. Then the we started thinking that maybe that's where the immunity idol was. So we were like, we have to go back to the log. Like it's a must do. Like we, how are we going to go dig through it? But we have, it's there. We just knew that was like part of the thing was, can you bite, can you fight the bees to get to the immunity idol? <laughs> I can safely say we might be evil, but we're not that evil. But <laughs> yeah. um, I love it when I think it's you, Megan, you're, you're say something like you need some rubbing alcohol. 
That was Andrea because Andrea, Andrea? is okay. an uh, ER nurse. And so that was, she was the one who was going to come save the day. And she's like, eh, I've seen worse than, <laughs> I've seen worse than these things. I've seen the worst ever. So you just need to get, get a little rubbing alcohol on that. Oh, so I'm to, I'm gonna listen to a nurse because I was like, don't you take antihistamines for these things? Am I totally wrong here? I think you're right. I've heard that. I feel like I but. don't know. Um, Derek was gaming like crazy in this episode. Oh my gosh, this kid is just a kid, and he's lying to grown ass men. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. How did he, you? Um, he like honestly like every time you talked to Derek, his eyes were like it was like he was buzzed on this big Survivor high. It was like he was living out his dream. It was just so much fun um, to watch his excitement. And he told me at one point that when he left the house to come, his his family said, "See you tonight for dinner." And he was so sure that he was going to be the first boot as this young kid and that he was going to prove his family right. And they were going to, he's going to be home for dinner. So that was his big goal was, can I make it through dinner time and not have to go home? I love the conversation between the two of you. And he's like, oh, they're looking at us. What are we going to say? And Megan, you have the best, quickest response. It could have been another title for the episode. You said, tell them I'm begging for my life. <laughs> Yeah. And that came, that actually came really fast because I am, um, like when I played before, I, I, we had decided that I was going to go to Sunday and pretend beg for my life. And I was pretend begging for my life, thinking that I was safe. But then I started bawling. And so Sunday, like that for sure that I was begging for my life. And um, it was just like a really good line to come out. Like, it was clear they wanted to get me. And so I wanted them to think that I was scared. I wanted them to think that I knew I was going home. I didn't Megan, want them to you... think that we were, that we were tight. So. Yeah. Is it really easy for you to naturally switch emotions, Megan, like that? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, well, if you can't tell I'm a super emotional person and I, I just feel things really deeply. And I think, Part of that, like that is certainly a good thing in the game, but it also can be a big weakness because I'm very reactive and I'm, I don't do anything up cerebrally like in my brain ever. And it's all about how it makes me feel um, all the time. And I think that's why I really connected with Derek because he went to like emotion right away. He's like, I, I'm going to go for rocks for you, Megan, anytime. Like it's you and me. And like right from the beginning, he was like, you are my person. Like I would do anything for you. And I was like, you bet, I'm in. Let's play. You guys head to Tribal Council, and um, all we've heard really is um, Jack in Your Name as Targets. Was there anybody else who was a potential target in episode one? Yeah, the talk was, should it be Aaron or should it be Jack? Um, and I didn't care who it was. I mean, I loved them both. I didn't want either of them to go. I clearly didn't want it to be me. And... Um, that was a lot of stuff that happened behind my back. And I actually was really surprised that Aaron ended up voting for Jack because I thought Aaron was going to be blindsided as well. Um, so that's something I didn't know about where the people in my alliance, I think, had told Aaron, like, it's going to be Jack. Um, I knew to write down Jack and I thought everyone was going to, um, except for Aaron, was going to vote Jack. So but it was kind of for a long time. It was should we vote Aaron or should we vote Jack? And, and I think um, you know, I think you saw in the episode that, I mean, I think it probably was Angie 
saying, I want to, I'm tight with Aaron. I want to keep Aaron. Not sure. But um, Derek also told me that he really wanted to keep Aaron around because Derek loved listening to Aaron's stories as we all did. And it's like, how long can we keep this cool survivor guy around? Because he's a cool guy. He's a really, I mean, Jack's awesome too. I hadn't watched the circle. So um, I have now though, go Jack. That was awesome. But at the time I didn't really know who Jack was, but I certainly knew who Aaron was. <laughs> And did you guys know that Jack had a history with live games prior to this game? No. And I also didn't know that in the circle that Jack was pretending to be someone who he wasn't. Um, so that would have probably helped me a lot. But I mean, my first impression of Jack was just, I mean, what a kind, awesome guy. He was so much fun. He brought so much humor to the tribe and he was like, he didn't care. Like he didn't care that I was an old lady. He was still super awesome and nice to me. And, um, didn't act like he was better than us or anything. So it was, it was really, he was a really cool guy to have around. Yeah. Jack's played survival challenge. He came to Michigan that same year to play my game, Coco Pele. And then he went on to play, I think a big brother or mole game in Ohio. I can't, I think it's victory house, but I'm not really sure. So he's, he, in one year, he played so many games and then he got cast on the circle right afterwards. And I got to tell you, all of these live game players were like, Oh, I'm next. I'm next. So, so guys, I would say these things don't exclude you from getting cast for sure. I mean, that's clear. Um, keep trying friends. You'll you, you, just keep trying. Um, so anyways, I like to say that Jack has the best worst luck in, in anything he does, like everywhere. Like he was an early boot in this game. Coco Pele ended up coming back as a returning player into that. The circle, he gets booted, ends up having the lucky round where he gets to come back into the game. And ironically, Megan, your tribal council foreshadows everything because you say, um, uh, sorry, it's you. I, I didn't write this one down, but but maybe maybe you will come back. Something like this, and we come to find out there's a twist this season that anyone voted out on night one might come back. So that was that's they couldn't have edited that perf more perfect. <laughs> um, let's get to my personal favorite tribe, the Gray Tribe, whatever our name was. What Very were we? Um, Oatana. Oatana. Um, and we, this is the goofiest tribe ever. I promise you. Okay. <laughs> Everything from the production team to the, to the people, the players We're we, we're a hot mess. It was bad. Yeah, it was rough. Yes. We didn't uh, even get half the guy, uh, half the stuff I did on camera. I mean, uh, the fire extinguisher shooting that off to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah. come on. It's, you got to make sure it works. We had to test it. Uh, yeah, just a lot of dumb stuff that I did. I feel like we missed a lot of it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's why uh, that's why probably I did so bad. Just like mugging for the camera, just trying to make good TV. Um, I don't think I did that, but I was trying. Uh, another notable moment is uh, Bergen's carcass that he um, uncovers and decides to make the um, the the staff of death. <laughs> uh, with the skull on it and then they 
they i don't think they had to try too hard to convince you to put the bone in your hair um, no not at all i was basically <laughs> like yeah let's do it <laughs> let's get crazy i was like again try to make everyone laugh where i was like yeah this will either be this will be funny to the people that are i'm playing with this will be funny to the crew member or this will be funny for the show i mean i don't know i was just trying to like just trying to lighten stuff up you know you guys said that you guys went to Oh, you went and oh, it was Kumbaya, you know, or you went and then it was, you know, very everyone was starting to play right away. Like we went back and it was basically kind of Kumbaya. I was just like, I didn't want to get to game playing. I basically did not want to do that. I wanted to like, well, let's just hang out. Like this is crazy. We all get to play in a place together. Like COVID's decimated everything, and like, well, yeah, we're all hanging out. Like let's have fun. Um, that's the way I do things, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, I'm in a game with like, you know, Serena, who's just like cutthroat, like just an all time competitor, basically. So, uh, you know, like to me, it's like, oh, this is cool. But also I'm like, what's up, everybody? And then Serena's just like, you know, like just working stuff like Cam. I had completely underestimated Cam, uh, another person that's just like you know, running stuff. Um, and I'm, yeah, Ooh, let me check in this log. Ooh, uh, just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, that, that was, it was fun. It was definitely fun. It, there was a lot of Kumbaya stuff. And, uh, I think I kind of delayed the gameplay because I was just being so stupid and being like, Hey, what about this? What's this? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's a that's a that's an honest tactic though in a game like this to delay other players gameplay i think it's always an admirable move um because also socially it puts yourself in kind of a good spot but you're you're right we see that we have some other players on gray that are just not here necessarily to socialize at all at all (laughs) like absolutely correct that's correct you know that's the right move obviously when a game that's so short like yeah you need to get down to business not you know dick around and the other thing about it is like yeah i can play the like goofy guy game for so long but also it's like well any or like serena i know through people from my season she's played on sequester you know serena's just like she knows the people that I know. And so like, she knows that I'm now dumb, dumb. Like she knows that I can pretend to be, or, you know, like I'm not pretending to have fun, but I'm am having fun. But she also knows that like, I'm capable of doing things. Like I'm not a complete slouch when it comes to gaming. So I know I like, and I mean, anyone that's done the research about the game probably know that too. It's like, I got the fourth place in big brother again. It wasn't because I was slouch. I mean, I definitely slouched the whole time, slept all the time. But I mean, come on, uh, I, I did a little bit of work. Uh, not, but not, that's the thing. Not round know? one. You're notable for round one. You, you. I think you broke some records. Actually, <laughs> kinda. Yeah. There's a couple. Yeah. There, I've got a couple records in my name. Yeah. Some that we probably shouldn't talk about on air. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, I want to yes. watch Big Brother now. I oh yeah, it. yeah. I have mm, my oh, season. That was, was, I think that that was season. <laughs> I started next yeah, time. Are... I can get through episode one. That's all I need. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Actually, yeah, I think ah, that's episode true. one. I do great. <laughs> I think I'm looking good in episode one. Uh, but yeah, no, that's the thing. I mean. Uh, yeah i don't think i have the necessary requirements like i'm a person that like it takes me a while to get warmed up to everybody so it takes me a while just to like kind of get in the groove of things you know everyone kind of like i went out for my first interview where it's just like okay well tell me how you feel about your position in the tribe or whatever you know and i'm just like i was doing goofy stuff like there was a squirrel that moved around the woods and i was like oh that's food 
Like I kind of like fake to go get it. Just like, I was just, I was so dumb. Uh, but you know, uh, when I came back, basically, we see that conversation that in the episode where Serena and uh, Bergen are talking, and I'm, they're like, "Oh yeah, Katie," and I'm like, "Who?" And they're like, "Katie," and I'm like, "Wait, what?" Like just getting old man ears and just. Uh, but I was like, "Okay, good." Like I honestly thought right away, like me and Serena would be tight because of our connection with Judd and Sequester, and she played before. I, I thought we were just gonna be good. Bergen, I knew that he was a reality star or you know famous, so I thought we'd be tight too. But, you know, um, eventually, uh, you know, as soon as I hear from them that it's not me, I'm like, this is good as golden. I can go back to being a goofy gobbler, just being a weirdo. Um, but then me and Cam are walking around and uh, I was just like pretending like, eh, I'm just looking for idols. Who cares? Like, whatever. I'm fine. I've got the numbers already. Dumb. Uh, but we're just like looking in logs and then sure enough he looks in a tree and finds the idol and i'm like oh perfect like we're good to go like in big brother it's a game of uh, uh trust you know like survivor i feel like is a game of betrayal um and so like uh big brother it's a thing where it's like okay well we're tight now like we just bonded over seeing a collective power that we now have the ability to use outsmart anyone else we can we we can absolutely use this to our advantage it's gonna be good survivor it's like oh yeah no you blindside the other dumb one you know like you, you take Lenny out to the back and shoot him, you know, <laughs> uh, like it's uh, so basically, I mean, I think that's what happened to me. Uh, I'm a very loyal person. I play loyal, I guess, like that's probably my downfall. Uh, but that's the thing where it's like, oh, yeah, if me and you're tight, we're tight forever. I'm, I'm in. But I think that's a. Uh, it didn't help. Cam is a mastermind and uh, my hat's off to him. Good on him. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's basically, I think how I kind of got, got uh, overall. It's, it's so true, but I, I, I want it cause I was there and I, I have to talk to Cam about this, mm -hmm. but the, our idol, the great idol was actually the easiest idol to find. I, I knew where it all was in a damn, it was in a just a stupid little spot that I was like, I should have checked that already. Yeah. What am I doing? So, and here's the thing. I, I think Cam got it because they were collecting firewood and you were actually going out and looking for it. So even though you were being goofy, you were still playing the game. I, I'll have to ask Cam, but I really think he got it on accident because a bunch of you were collecting firewood right at that moment. It was literally in the, the wood he grabbed, which yeah. was very close to the trail. Whereas yeah. the other tribes idols um, are not going to be so simple. That is a little preview, but not a spoiler. <laughs> um so yeah so i i didn't actually know that mccray that you saw the idol yeah we were me and him were walking together when he found it and i was like perfect i honestly felt like i was good to go and like that's the most annoying and embarrassing part of it that i was just like oh good job mccray you've got this locked up and then just like oh yeah no you're the you're the rube of the tribe uh it's 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 humbling. I like it. I think you see that coming across both ways in Survivor. Like sometimes you're right. It's it's horrible if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And sometimes it saves you if you have that information and it can Absolutely. power you forward. So I don't think that was dumb at all that you thought that because sometimes it's like, oh, it's our idol this together. Exactly. You know, we can play it together. And that, that feels like power too. Well, the other thing that I think about is like, well, is there any way that I could have played it where it's like, we see it now or now in hindsight, he says like, well, McCray saw me 
have it or get it. So I need to tell this to everyone else in that I'm working with. And so like when I was there afterwards, right after I was like, well, maybe I could have been like, you know, Bergen Serena, he's got the idol. Let's get him out now. But like, he might've already preempted that by telling them that he had the idol. And so like, even he thwarted me post game, through the damn show i was like man i this, i couldn't get over on this kid he like good on him I, you know like uh yeah. yeah so i just really was like man what could i have done i think it was one of those things I, um yeah let's not give myself too much credit i i played terribly i thought it was really interesting that he did tell everyone else and like I said it probably did stop you from doing that move but I, mm -hmm. i'm interested to see like you know how those other people use that information they'll play forward. absolutely yeah but the best part about this episode is we are left on a cliffhanger. McCray, you are voted out, but you mm -hmm. get the same twist that everyone eliminated on this first day is going to have another shot. So we are left not really knowing if um, who is going to come back. It is going to be McCray or Jack or other people, depending on how many people are voted out in this first um, evening. So there's a lot more game to go on. And it's going to get really exciting, folks. Sean, do you know when the next episode is going to drop? Um, the next episode, I believe, is going to drop. Is it this? Someone can correct no, me if I'm wrong. it's the 24th, which is 24th. not this Sunday, but the next The Sunday. next one. Yeah. So two Sundays away. So get prepared. Sit. We got this premiere. And if you guys are in the Minnesota area, what we do every episode is Rogers Imagine Theaters, one of our awesome sponsors, has the biggest screen in Minnesota, the monster screen they call it, and we get that we got the opportunity to show our premiere on that screen, and uh, all that money, of course, comes to help our uh, co-host uh, organization, Cross Services, and us run our event. Um, but yeah, if you're in Minnesota and on the 24th, you should definitely come to Rogers and. $5 and a canned food item and come and watch it in the movie theater and see some of these people who are playing there too and some old players and it's a good time every week. How cool to get to see yourself on this huge screen. And of course, you guys are still donating, collecting food for this because you never stop giving ever. That's amazing. Um, do, do they put your names on the marquee outside? Do they put Live to Give out there? <laughs> no, I no, wish they, they did. We should see what you can get for the finale. That'd be fun. Yeah. The finale, good yes. Good idea, yeah. Gosh, if I could get up there for just one of these, I would love to see an LRG at a movie theater. How Eric, you're cool. coming to the finale. We need you here. Oh, uh, okay. Well, when oh, do we? Well, we'll get you some dates. We'll make sure you get I don't have the schedule in front of me. <laughs> okay. That'd be so cool. I Because I missed the after party because of reasons. Well, we'll say there's a pre-finale party. Be prepared for. <laughs> okay. I'll, I won't pre-drink this time so I can get to the actual party. Um, guys, this was a blast for the first episode. This was really fun. Um, Sean, thanks for coming on and helping me out through this. Yeah, no, thank you. Your page, all the people who are passionate about LRGs, we love it. We love you, Kirk. We love Naomi. We love everyone who does stuff with your page and all your great people. So thank you so much for bringing me on. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. And I, I haven't said it yet. If you are not already following live to give you need to head over to their YouTube page. Of course, you can follow them on all social media, but that's where you're going to get the great episodes. And oh my gosh, I didn't even talk about it. Guys, the opening, the opening intro sequence was is awesome. Oh my God! It looks like they, like Survivor did it. Yeah, it looks, it looks legit. Like, 
did they print out black and white pictures of the cast and like sprinkle water on it? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> Very <I think> curious. <laughs> Shout out to Hunter, right? Yeah. 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 Hunter's a map is masterful at what he yeah. does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Amazing. Yeah. Every everybody is. I mean, that, yeah. I feel like you guys have such an amazing team. There's such an amazing future for this franchise. And I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm glad I'm a part of the family now. I came in late, but but you're gonna have to oh, you're cut welcome. the umbilical cord to get rid of me now. <laughs> um Savannah, Megan, kudos. You did not get eliminated in the first episode. So it sounds <laughs> like I'll probably yeah, be talking right. with you at a future date. <laughs> McCray. We shall yeah. see what the future brings for us. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, keep, watching. Uh, keep watching. I mean, in case I don't come back, uh, I've been watching Survivor every Wednesday night on my Twitch stream. Don't tell CBS. Twitch.tv slash Chumlord. Um, C-H-U-M-L-O-R-D. Uh, yeah, I just talk about why I suck at the game and how I'm not even good at it and how I would never even compare to most of these people that are playing right now. Uh, but yeah, if you don't have a way to watch Survivor and you want to hear some jackass comment over it, uh, yeah, come watch my stream. It'd be great. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, also, you can follow my social media page at 36 underscore Lynn. That's my corporate account. Uh, I do social media for a living. Uh, and uh, yeah, go follow 36 Lynn Refuel Station if you're in the Minneapolis area because uh, it's the best gas station in the cities. Oh, thank you. Yes. You don't have to lie, but I appreciate it. I follow it. This is awesome. Oh, I'm totally watching this Twitch on Wednesday. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it, dude. Like, oh, yeah, I can't oh, wait. I appreciate that. that thank sounds- you guys for having me, also. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, guys, we will see you after the 24th. Um, there's usually a, a week or so that goes by, and then we'll do a recap of episode two as well. And as always, Head over to our YouTube or our Facebook page. Like and subscribe. We're only here because because we love this crap so much. It's it's so amazing that we're making these into a reality for us. So thanks, everybody, for joining in. We'll talk to you next time.